Oh, well, I can turn on my thing. Oh, no, it's okay. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Okay. Hello, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Not since we've seen each other, but since we've done this. Since we've officially recorded. Yeah. Um, And we're back. Back in the closet. Old school. We've been recloseted. <laughs> yep. We're live. Closet who fans. And in charge. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> We're live and alive and ready to record. Well, you know what this means. We're going to nail. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe we should stop trying to do it together because mine is always like lagging. <laughs> Because yes. I record on the other side of the house from the router. I think it's problematic. We never get it right. But this no. time, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it. Should we do so, it? Should yes. we do it now? Let's do it now. Okay. Welcome to... Two Girls and a Chartist. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Best yeah. we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's doing air punches. It's really exciting. <laughs> animated. Yeah. The weather is getting nicer, and we are in person. Woo-hoo. This is a great day. It's also a great day because we're doing two episodes in one. Yes, two-parter. Which are we covering today, Brittany? We are covering, uh, well, two-part episode. Part one of two is The Empty Child, which is episode nine of season one of New Who, and also uh, The Doctor Dances, which is part two of this two-parter. Which is episode ten of season one of New Who, so yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be jam packed. Yes, but continuing story, so it makes sense to do two and one. Mm-hmm. And that's because we'll be referencing. That's what we have time for. Yeah, well, that too. I girl lost too hard, and now I have like things a, to do. A job that requires energy, and Brittany's out here just chaos in the world. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, we've finally found some time. I think we, I watched this episode and put notes together like a month ago and then we've had like two, we've had each had to cancel getting together and now here we are. We're doing it. Yeah. Stuff and things in life. I got kind of sick. I don't know what happened. It happens. Um, Speaking of Doctor Who, I saw some stills on Instagram the other day from Shooty Gatwa's filming of his new series. Sick. Or the new season with him as the doctor. Yeah. The fashion. Oh my God. Is he the most stylish of doctors? Cool. He looks great. They're like bringing back the old vibes. Yeah. But he's like rocking it. And I don't know if it's because they're going to open in like a period piece or if they're just going to have that kind of mid-century modern classic. Yeah. All I know is his costume looked great. Nice. He looked wonderful. I loved all of it. Yes. I'm very excited to see how this is going to go. I'm. You're you're on board. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> for the new season. I'm definitely going to watch ahead. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to not. Yeah, that's fine. So. Same. In fact, probably binge and then come back and rewatch for the episodes. Although mm-hmm. that's so far out at this point. We're still on season one. But I'm excited to get into David Tennant and Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker. We have to do all that before we so get to the new stuff. Well, I'm manifesting it. By the time we're getting to cover the new stuff, you know, we're going to be doing it in live performances or like Ooh. in a sponsored pod lab, <laughs> putting it out in the universe now. Yes. This is going to be great. We're going to awesome. have guests on the show. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll just be guest starring on Doctor Who by then. Would you Too much? Be, would you want to be on camera? <laughs> I mean, if I had that opportunity, I wouldn't say no to be in Doctor Who as just like a shitty extra. <laughs> Can I be a fully prosthetic alien so that I don't look like myself? 100%. Can I be an actual worm? 100%. Yeah. Then I'm in. Yeah. Then I'm in. And I'll, if it's me, Like, that's no. Katie. <laughs> no. Which is why we do a podcast. Yes. And not a YouTube show. Yes. <laughs> If I wanted to be on camera, my theatrical ass would be. Yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> you're not on board. No, it's like I hate pictures of myself. I do not. Hi, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I've hated it it's since I was a kid. Like I, people hate the sound of their own voice. I have not or whatever. It. I do that too. But yeah. Well, that's why you don't listen to the episodes. Awkward. That's why I don't. <laughs> we don't listen to the episodes afterwards. <laughs> We're just like, here, put it out. Enjoy. Hopefully. Yep. yep. And this is, hello, this is me. Yeah. I made an ass of myself. I did it honestly. Yeah. I was like, when we first started doing this, I was listening to every episode like the whole way through. And then I'd be like, okay, yeah, you can post it. But now I'm just like, fucking post it. It's fine. Just, just and then I don't ever listen to it again. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yep. I don't either. So if anyone's ever curious, do you listen to your own work? I do. We do not. I oh. do. To make sure it's I post, fine. To make sure that. The sound went okay. You can yeah. actually hear our voices, any of that type of stuff. Yeah. But I, once it's out, it's out. That's for So other if folks, somebody gets halfway through or to the end and there's like a technical issue, let us know because we don't it. fucking know. It's fine. This is our process. <laughs> Creative expression has no rules mm-hmm. unless you put them on yourself. Yep. So, so speaking of, so here we are. Why don't you uh, kick us off with our synopses? Take us through a recap. Okay, so I'm going to go through both uh, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, Part One and Two of these episodes. So set us uh, time and place here. We are in the middle of the London Blitz, World War Two, and as in classic fashion, uh, Tardis enters with <laughs> Doctor and Rose. Scene one. With a bang. Curtain goes up. Um, yeah, so they enter into the middle of the London Blitz. They are in a 1940s, like, super awesome party. It's not a theme party, because it's straight up 1940. It's, it's, I think it's a speakeasy. Nice, yeah. Because that for sure would have not been legal during the Blitz. Uh, maybe not. I mean, it's not, like, Prohibition era, but that makes sense. No, but just Because people were just of- rationing everything. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so 1940s speakeasy. Um, London Blitz was 1941, so I guess it's 1941. It's ni- It went from 1940 through 1941. Oof. Okay. Yeah, it was a very long, horrible miss. Yeah, September 7th, 1940 through May 11th, 1941 is Oof. the official. Okay. The Blitz. So we're 1940 and 1941. We don't know at what point in the Blitz, but Doctor shows up at this killer speakeasy party and interrupts the music to ask the crowd if anything has recently fallen from the sky. <laughs> so that's that's how we start um and then outside we hear a boy saying mummy mummy and it's kind of creepy rose and the doctor see a child on the roof in a gas mask so that's our setup and so rose gets out goes outside to help the child chaos ensues <laughs> as it will that's what happens when you follow a creepy looking child. Yeah. Asking everyone if they're their mummy. No. Are you my mummy? No. Get <laughs> fucked. No. 
So yeah, there's a creepy kid in a gas mask, uh, London Blitz, Rose meets the fantastic Captain Jack. <laughs> Our pansexual hero. Ooh, we love Captain Jack, the character. character. We'll get to that. Um, so yeah, she, Rose is dangling from a Zeppelin, Captain Jack saves her, the doctor's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. We have Nancy, who is like the sweet uh, young woman who's, she's a real one. She's taking care of like all of the. She's the main side character of the episode. Yes, exactly. Well, ultimately it's her story. Yeah, it is. And she's taking care of all of the like orphaned children and making sure that they have food and whatnot. So they're like this little sort of um, lost children's gang headed by Nancy. Uh, But they have impeccable manners. But they are, like, entering houses and eating food of people that have gone into their bomb shelters during the London Blitz. So, yeah, Nancy is the main not always part of the series character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And basically, we find out that these alien creatures um, called nanogenes have come to London to, well, tell us what a nanogene is, Katie. Putting on the spot. Okay, I'll do it. No, you do it. Why? (laughs) You're doing the synopsis. Okay. This is on you. Okay. So the nanogenes are these like the bomb. Yes. This thing has fallen from the sky. Yes. Yes. This alien thing has fallen from the sky. And from that comes the nanogenes, which we can also just get into. But basically they're these little subatomic robots that are here to like repair human particles well they're just meant to patch people they'll patch anything together yeah that's fair and it just so happens that when they got out of the canister that that they're in the first thing that they see is a little human boy yes so that's what they replicate they replicate what was on him yes which is a gas mask which is a gas mask and a scar and trauma to the head and right that's all details we'll get into and that's later. details we'll get into yes so these nanogenes are running amok and because of that basically a bunch of people are turning into weird gas mask monsters that are asking for their mummy <laughs> and the doctor and rose have to save the day with the assist from captain jack and nancy and nancy and, nancy. and that's the setup setup yeah so Act one, scene one. <laughs> the, what were your, even more backtrack. Okay. We both love these episodes. I yeah. I it's safe to say. They're very, they stick with you. Yes. Yeah. Some of my absolute favorites. And I feel like I say that a lot because it's true because I love Doctor Who. Yeah. But these are definitely through the whole reboot series. I think these are the best in season one nice okay they're so fucking good they're not my favorites favorites but i think they definitely like stick no but even of like eccleston who but they stick like they're they creep me out (laughs) they're horrifying (laughs) yeah but yeah so they stick with you they're not like my favorites because they're so creepy because i'm not like a creep person oh then that would make sense i because i love horror movies i like (laughs) i get too scared like i want like horror movies i want to watch the preview and i'm like that looks really fantastic but it's like the preview fucks me up like i'll like stay up all night because of a fucking preview scared me i'm like not good at horror yeah i love it but i'm not good at it 
I know. It's a problem. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, you know, for some people it works and for some people it doesn't. Yeah. Like, I can watch. I like it, but I'm not good at it. I can watch, like, <laughs> the most intense horror movie. And be fine. And I'll be fine because I know that it's all fictional. Yeah. But I've gotten, like, way too stressed out on sitcoms where I'm emotionally invested in the characters. <laughs> And so I don't want to finish that's like worse for you because they're fighting. Like, yeah, but they're supposed to be friends. <laughs> so those are more traumatizing those for are you. Traumatizing. I yeah. cannot do those. No, I can't even watch a fucking preview, dude. Like I saw a, a preview for that movie, Smile. I don't even know what it's about, but that preview fucks me up so much. Oh my god, I can't. The preview fucked me up. Like I was, I was kept up at night because of the preview. Yeah, so was, I can't watch that movie. There was a couple jump scares. In fucking there, no. But, uh, yeah. It's they just got, so creepy. That kind of creep. Like, I, I'm i intrigued, but I can't do it. So, I these episodes are great, and they stick with you, but they're they're creepy. They are very creepy. Which is, like, I mean, it is a cool new spin, and it's, a, you know, Doctor Who, we love it because we love it, but we also love, like, how it goes back, and, like, we're both history nerds, and yeah. we love how it visits all these really, you know, important time periods, and here they are in the middle of the London Blitz, like... Of Very course. Time yeah. We also both love the style of that era. Yes, very much so. I am a vintage clothes girly. Yeah, you pull it off very well. Thank you. Yeah. And We're sitting amongst all of your beautiful clothes right now. <laughs> oh God, they're exploding everywhere. <laughs> and would I ever want to live there? No, because I also like human rights and I like yes. how things have progressed. For women, especially. Well, for everyone. For everyone. But yeah. As women. <laughs> the mood, like, the aesthetic of 1940s. Yeah. Of the war era. Yeah. I just like the way The it killer hairstyles with the red lipstick and the so good. killer dresses and the so heels and the hats and the, and the all of it. And the people in uniform. Oh, sure. Rare. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So... What were we talking about? Yeah, we were before? sidetracked. We're already sidetracked. <laughs> well, I was just saying, you were saying this is one of your favorite episodes, and I was saying, like, it sticks with you, but it it's not one of my favorites. It creeps me out, but it's one that I always, like, remember mm -hmm. the details because it mm -hmm. is jarring, but also, like, it's very well done. The story. Alien. Air Bunnies, Air Bunnies. Air Bunnies, Alien. Yeah. such a really creative take it is and it's amazing how you find out about it like the yeah. way that the story about the like you said air bunnies alien little robots <laughs> comes the, together the robots it's cool it's a really cool idea child. yeah also it's a creepy child that always sticks with yeah you. just walking around in a gas mask being like are you my mummy are you my mummy it's creepy if i ever it's great had a kid I halloween costume percent <laughs> take them to like a con or a Halloween costume. Yeah. And that would totally be their costume. <laughs> it's great. Do you it know is. how cool? Would you be Nancy? Be? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yep. That'd be super cool. That would be cool. And then the true, partner, the true who fans would love it. The doctor. Sure. Yeah. Does he look like any of them? No. No, I think he could pull off a good David Tennant though. That's okay. Championing for a redheaded doctor, okay? I'm yes, I am on board. Yeah, Katie and I both, our partners are both six, six foot and more redheads, and we love that. And <laughs> mm. All bodies are beautiful. Yep, love the redheads. So right out of the gate, they're chasing the thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and they first 
Yes. The doctor doesn't know what it is. And I... The aliens. There's so many good quotes in these two. Yeah. And it's one of the first ones. She... Because they're... He's, like, racing to catch up with this. And Rose asks, what's the emergency? And the doctor goes, it's mauve. Like, the color. It's mauve? It's mauve. And she's like, (laughs) mauve? And he says, universally recognized color for danger. And... So they're... They're all, like... Already, he's like, "Well, we have to follow this thing because this is this is dangerous." Because we know, yeah. And so this is one where the doctor knows that something has happened, but he doesn't know what. And sometimes the TARDIS just throws them in and is like, "Here's where you need to be." But this was intentional, and yeah. of course, we find out it's in. Oh, we didn't do our initial spoilers intro. Oh shit! Okay, well, we should do it now because we've already cursed several times. <laughs> in case you didn't notice. We're very excited to see each other. Our order might have gotten a little tossed around. (laughs) We use profanity. When we're talking about who, there will be... Spoilers! Just so you already know, we're going to talk about both of the episodes in one. Yeah. Now we move back to where we were. Okay. As we now know, (laughs) the reason they're following it is because Jack programmed them to... He got their attention on purpose with it yes the doctor and rose's attention yes. yeah he was trying to get anybody's he right. didn't know specifically them but he just wanted someone to buy it so to, he wanted yeah. to make it seem and like it, it being this important. piece of maybe space trash or whatever that's fallen from the sky it's like this really capsule yeah. he doesn't know what it is he doesn't it's an alien capsule that's fallen down into london in the middle of the london blitz. The middle of the blitz yeah and then they go to that speakeasy and then we see a horrifyingly haunting child mm-hmm. would you follow them well they don't know that he is i mean they just think it's a child up on it like precariously up on a rooftop with a gas mask looking for his mummy but would would you uh yeah i mean it's a it's a kid that needs help i don't like children but i would still <laughs> like not just turn a blind eye but it is it's creepy are you my mummy that's like rule number one in any horror situation. Right, but you don't. Child, but they don't they know. Terrifying. You don't know they're in a horror situation. They just think it's a kid in a gas mask. That's what it looks like. Scary enough, man. Yeah, but it's London Blitz. You would help. You would. Like probably, but I wouldn't <laughs> probably. be happy about it. That's fair. No, that's fair. I I can get behind that. So yeah, the doctor's inside this party asking people about if they've seen any fucking alien space trash falling from the sky. Because that's the thing. You just walk into a 1940s party and say that and nobody's going to be like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah. And I love, they all laugh. They think he's a comic. Right. They think it's a bit because they're Gee. like, my brother in Christ, do you know where you are right now? Yeah. And Rose is outside trying to get to the child who is on the roof. And then a Zeppelin comes overhead and... It's Captain Jack. Well, she he's not there yet. He's not there yet? She grabs the... She gets on the Zeppelin, and then she ends up hanging. And she's hanging in the Oh, yeah, he's not in the Zeppelin. He's her. You're right. So Zeppelin comes over. She is hanging from... Yeah, the rope mm-hmm. hanging from the Zeppelin. I even wrote down. And then... Like, Poor Rose is just hanging. Just fucking hanging. Yes, you're right. And then he comes in, and with binoculars, is checking out her ass. Before he saves her. Priorities, folks. Yeah. Don't do that. He's a very he's a very sexual being. He is. That's fine. He's a 51st century man. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yep. So that's right. She's hanging from the rope and is like, fuck. 
What do I do? She's gonna like she's gonna drop, mm-hmm. and that's when he gets in his ship and he laser saves beams her, her ass. Like, yeah, tractor beam. Literally, we also at this point. <laughs> The Doctor has been traveling in the TARDIS for roughly 900 years because he has that whole monologue when he steps out of the speakeasy and can't find her. And he talks about how someday I'm going to have someone who travels with me that when I say don't wander off, actually listens. Yes. And then he grabs a cat and he says, 900 years of travel and that's never happened. So (laughs) we don't know how old he is but he's been doing this no he's been doing this yeah for 900 years yeah and is that like since the time war he was traveling before the he time war before the time war okay because he yeah. goes in the doctor who lore he goes back to fight in the war to fight in the war yeah and then the reboot is post when the planet is destroyed gotcha okay thank you yeah because i don't know the like the old episodes well and it it goes all around but yeah at the time of when, classic who gallifrey still exists exists okay yeah when you get into time travel timelines get muddy wibbly wobbly with everything timey wimey yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> okay and then we see and then we meet captain jack yes who comes off as this at first suave and debonair man mm-hmm. who he initially tries to say that he's just an RAF pilot. Yeah. And, and it seems believable. But then the psychic paper that he hands Rose says that he is single and he works out. <laughs> and she calls him out on it. This says you're single and you walk out. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's like, dude, I know about psychic paper. Like, don't try to fuck with me. But then hers also gets fucked because she hands it back to him. Yeah. And hers, he's like, talks about her situationship with mickey and she's oh, available yeah. <laughs> and then before that I have a boyfriend, available available yeah which is so funny because i don't recall previous to this a time when the psychic paper like betrays the user right like it says what the person wanted to say yeah or what so the person like needs to see to let you get through whatever you're trying to get through but it like in this case it just chose for them to it shows what they're really flirt with each other. each other yeah, yeah. Which is flirtation <laughs> i love it i and love it betrayed so by psychic paper let go <laughs> yeah and at this time jack is saying that he is an official time agent mm-hmm. doing business where he wants to sell them the capsule which he says is a chula warship right and assumes her to also be well. I think she says she's a time agent, but he assumes her to he obviously be out of time. He agrees because of her modern garb, mm-hmm. and he recognizes sort of the style from a certain time period, which lets us know that he's been in several places throughout time. His he also has that like time travel wristwatch. Oh, okay. Essentially, it's like a computer. Yeah, and he's also scanning her, and right. that's when he picks up that she is more than just i mean obviously there's clues you're not dressed at all yeah the way the people of the era are dressed right but that's also when he kind of situations her in the 21st century right because her fabrics are polyester blends and he talks about her union jack t-shirt yeah well and he's got a yeah there's a cell phone and he's got like a laser beam so we immediately know that he's out of time as well and he was in a spaceship right 
dead giveaways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is parallel to then the doctor gets the phone call in the TARDIS. Like, yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's where we see Nancy because she tells him not to answer it and then she disappears and then he follows her and sees her go into the house while the owners and occupants are in their bomb shelter. Yeah. And brings all the children into the house to eat the, like, huge Thanksgiving-style turkey dinner that they were in the middle of. Yeah. Because they're definitely getting black market food. Yeah. And rationing, uh, extra ration coupons, which we find out later that's what he's doing. He's buying black market ration coupons. But I love that she makes all of the kids that are stealing this meal from this family have, like, really good table manners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nancy suffers no fools no and I love it it's great it's yeah because they're doing what they have to do Mm -hmm. you know but that doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it yeah (laughs) they yeah they have nowhere else to go they're Mm -hmm. children who are not supposed to be in London at the time in the middle of the blitz yeah and all of the kids at that point had been evacuated but these kids came back because their evacuation homes, their foster care was not good. Yeah. For one reason or another. Okay. And so she's taking care of all of them. Because yeah. they're just little street urchins. They're just all little guys. Yeah. So they're Nancy and the children are at the dinner table eating this family's meal and the doctor suddenly shows up at the dinner table. <laughs> like like poops into existence yeah. somehow. Which is funny. We don't really see him do that typically. Like, he's some kind of fucking wizard. But that's cool. He just slides on in. He does. Yeah. Unnoticed. And then speaks up at the table. And what does he say? (laughs) Asks for blondes and fags, right? Which I thought, I didn't know. I thought he was asking for, like, a beer. Fags are cigarettes. Fags are cigarettes. But I was like. British speak. Yes. And I was like, what's a blonde? I thought it was oh, like yeah. I thought it was like a beer, like Before a blonde we recorded, beer. Like, Katie, I wanted to ask you about that. What's a blonde? And I said, and like, "What do you?" Because the quote is, blonde. "I'm looking for a blonde in a Union Jack, a specific one. I didn't just wake up this morning with a craving." Hilarious. And oh my god, I totally missed it. Yeah. I thought he. <laughs> so Brittany, what's a blonde? And you're like, "What, what do, do you, you mean?" mean? I don't know any other way to explain this other than a a person with blonde hair. Okay. I thought he was asking for a beer and a cigarette. (laughs) Like, to be funny. No, he's asking if they saw Rose. He's fucking looking for Rose. He's looking for Rose. (laughs) That's what he's been doing. I love that. It's like playing telephone. Like, where the hell did that come Mm -hmm. from? (laughs) Yeah, so they think he's a cop. He's very much not a cop. Yeah. And then he laughs at the idea. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? No. And also asks them if they've seen some shit fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the joke. They're no. Like, like there's bombs falling from the well, sky. Nancy, like, Nancy is super on her guard. So she's yeah. the one intercepting. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. No, of course. Do you know where we are right now? Everything's falling from the sky. Yeah. And she's like a kid herself. What is she like, fifteen or sixteen? No, at this point. Oh no, she's like twenty. She's like twenty twenty one. But she looks like she's like thirteen. Yeah, maybe tops. Like she's making herself look. She looks young for her age. I think that was also part of her way to keep up 
the appearance that Jamie was her little brother. Right. Yeah. And not, in fact, her son. Right. So I think Which she was trying to make herself look young later. so that people wouldn't get make that assumption and make the assumption. Yeah, that makes sense. And also that he wouldn't then make the assumption. Like, mm, but wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, she's still super... 2021 is still super Very young. young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then when they're at the dinner table, the little boy in the gas mask shows up at the front door of this house. Oh. It's like, mummy, mummy. They pull back the curtain and Are he's you just my there. mummy? Fuck that. Yeah. It's very, it's all set up in very like classic horror fashion, the mm. way that like the, the phone rings and it's this creepy yeah. voice on the other end. And even angles and, a camera. Yeah. When they're in the, in the shadows of the boy and, and she's yeah. saying don't answer it don't answer it and yeah. then describing what what he is it's not for you yeah she says it's not a child he's empty and not to let him touch you mm-hmm. so don't let him touch you yeah um and then his voice starts coming in through like all of the electronics in the house like through the phone through the radio through this like wind up monkey like you know they all use that fucking monkey toy in all horror movies don't ever have that monkey toy don't ever have that you're inviting problems it will be possessed yeah every time guarantee it yeah and then everybody scatters because they're like they know that this is trouble but Mm -hmm. the doctor remains and he's like what the fuck it's a little kid like what the hell's the problem Mm -hmm. you know and he's he's always curious if someone says something's a monster he's gonna talk to it yeah figure that out and he heard this voice already over the phone Mm -hmm. in the tardis which he's like this isn't like a real phone this isn't a real call box so how am i getting a phone call yeah and that's what you know she had popped out of the alley and said like don't answer that it's not for you and mm-hmm. then left and he follows her so yeah. he's already like yeah what the hell is this Very what is peaked. going on what peaked he's already peaked yeah his interest is already peaked absolutely so then i think that's when then we flash back to Rose and Jack. Rose and Jack. Yeah. This one is very like, here's all the pieces of the story yeah. going on simultaneously. Boom, together. boom, boom. Yeah. Because they're on top of his ship now mm-hmm. and they're making the deal. Jack pops champagne because he's trying. He's very he's charming. He's flirting and charming, but yeah. he's doing that on purpose right. to get someone's guard down so he can make the most favorable deal for himself as possible. Yeah. Which, let me tell you, champagne and dancing to Moonlight Serenade by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. On the Big Ben, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Sure. Sold. That'll sweeten that deal. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) It works on me. It works on me. Yeah. You know, it's it's beautiful because even though, well, he looks of the times, but she doesn't, but it feels very, like, I mean, with the music and everything, Mm -hmm. it's very, like historic romance yes. <laughs> which course. yeah sucker of course <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and moonlight serenade is one of my actual favorite songs it's beautiful of all time yeah i it puts it. you very like it transports you that song yeah yeah it just it's a perfect waltz yeah it's so <sighs> it's beautiful it's candlelight and like an old record playing, old record. yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of a side note, folks. If you ever get the opportunity to go to a World War II ball or like any sort of themed, oh my gosh, any themed dance, like a masquerade ball or whatever, yeah. you should absolutely go. They're the most fun you're ever going to have. There's one that occurs in Boulder yes. in the summers, World it- War II ball. I am going this year. Hell yeah! And the actual 
Glenn Miller Orchestra is going to be the live band. Wow. I am beyond excited. I can't wait to see your outfit. Your 40 spit. already have been saving it for an occasion. <laughs> nice. It is vintage. Yeah. And. Awesome. It's gonna be You're going to have to do like the, the rolled hair. Like. I'm getting. I'm yeah. making an appointment. Excuse me. I'm not attempting that. That's fair. On yeah. my own. That's fair. It would take me six hours. Have it done. <laughs> I would end up frustrated. There would be tears. Yeah. Let's go get it done and then add your red lipstick at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. It's done. Like, yeah. It is. I'm. Uh, that's probably honestly that's probably why I love these episodes so much just because the whole vibe of it yeah the historic episodes are always fun I'm a sucker <laughs> for a historical time period same yep totally same oh you know what um before they're out like doing quote-unquote business on the Big Ben balcony um since Ro- since Rose had been dangling from the rope, she has rope burn on her hands. Mm-hmm. And he uses what we don't know what they are at the time, but these little, like, this, like, cloud basically mm-hmm. comes over and, like, repairs the rope burns on her hands. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. And so, yeah, it kind of gives you an idea about the Nana jeans and whatnot before them. It's the first time we see them sort of do their thing. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and he says, oh, here. You know, they're nanobites. Yeah, no, he kind of brushes the ship it off. filled with them. No big deal. Yeah, yeah not a big deal. Because he doesn't, he hasn't even put two and two together. Right, this he time, doesn't he know. He thinks the capsule's empty. Right, right. Legit thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, but that's important to note because that's the first time we see them and see what they do. And it, yeah, it's it's huge foreshadowing. So, um, yeah, and then he's hitting on Rose pretty hard. No, and like, also trying to, yeah, he's like, hello, here's all of this stuff. Oh, by the way, can you make deals? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like the most inappropriate workplace like, yeah, don't, <laughs> deal. But whatever. When you're a con There's artist, no HR. <laughs> it works perfectly. Oh, yeah. In every other setting, absolutely do not do that. Mm-hmm. Don't flirt with your coworkers. Yeah. No. Don't shit where you eat. Yeah. And he thinks that she's... A time agent. He does. Yeah. Okay. So they're doing that. They're flirting and dancing and making deals, potentially. And then... But then she says, well, the doctor is actually the one who... I delegated all of this to him. So that's when they're like, okay, well, let's go find him. He calls the doctor a companion. He does. Which is hilarious. So funny. (laughs) And he also says now there's a time limit. Yeah, and he's jelly of the fact that the doctor is her companion. Of course. They're <laughs> I jealous love of it. each other, and it's like both of you. Yeah, just bone and get it out of the way. Calm down. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. Boom, good. Stop it. Stop it. So then they say, okay, well, let's go find the doctor. Mm-hmm. And then we flash to the doctor's story, and he has still followed Nancy. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to go to the site of where this capsule crashed. You need to take me. And she says, absolutely fucking not. <sighs> you need to go talk to the doctor. Oh, yeah. To find out. Talk to the doctor. he's trying to ask Nancy, he's like, what, what the fuck is going on? Why can't we touch this kid? What is it? And why are you so scared? Yeah. And Nancy says, if you want to find out what's happened and what he is, you need to talk to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, quoi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moi? So then they go to that creepy looking, dimly lit 
it's it's hospital classic creep vibe oh, creepy yeah. like old building on top of a hill mm-hmm. and it looks fantastic i love like so the aesthetic of horror too mm-hmm. it's beautiful um beautiful creep <laughs> but I feel like that's definitely of the title of a song Beautiful creep. Beautiful creep. For sure. <laughs> I'm a creep. Oh. I'm a weird Forever. <laughs> I was doing that in the style of Eric Cartman. <laughs> there's a hilarious South Park episode about Radiohead. Anyway. Um, so they go to the creepy castle on top of the hill to find the doctor. The doctor. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and this doctor... Or shit, I don't even know. Now I'm writing doctor, and now I don't know which one I'm talking about in my notes. Uh, <laughs> she reference the doctor, as in our the doctor. Our doctor, yeah. You could say our doctor and lowercase doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay, but well, actually, before they go to the house, uh, the big house on the hill, the doctor our doctor asks Nancy who she lost because she looks after all those kids and she says she lost her little brother the same night that the thing fell from the sky. So that gives us a little bit of her backstory. Um, And our doctor mentions, he talks about this German war machine rolling over all of Europe until one tiny damp little Island says, no, not here. And he's amazed how, even though being so frightened of Hitler that like the, the Brits, you know, stood up and said, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Do what you do. <laughs> I mean, the Blitz really was. Can you imagine? Like, that's your home. Won. Yes, uh, that's true. That's it's, fair. It's, well, I mean, yeah, we could we could do a whole episode about World War II and how all that all well, came to be. Point, but the Blitzkrieg, aggressive front had worked i mean germany had already invaded poland they'd already conquered like belgium they were everywhere yeah and they had invaded everything everything, to the point of i'm reading all the light we cannot see right now so i'm like i am in thick in world war ii at the Uh, moment (laughs) um but yeah so they're everywhere and it i mean they almost i I don't know there's lots of things you you could argue that they went too hard in the paint and burnt themselves out and fizzled like before you know and then everybody could rise up and normandy and yeah i mean you decided to invade russia you dumbass that's literally never (laughs) i think he well the mongols made that work yeah they were the only people that's fair but yeah i mean i think he there was so much success that uh, he you get uh, there's like an arrogance involved, a hubris, right? And the hubris is the classic downfall yeah. of any, you well, sp- typically like a you spread your Greek hero, but in this case, not you a hero, your but too thin. Yeah, your line is too big. Hubris is your downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. it's the same thing with empires when they expand too, big, right. too fast. There's companies. a fizzle point. You burn hot, and then there's a fizzle point. It's mm-hmm. just is how it happens. Mm-hmm. So. Now, in this case, I'm very glad that that happened. Of course. <laughs> or we'd all be speaking German right That'd now. That would be horrendous. Yeah. And I'm so happy that he was an arrogant yeah. bastard on so many levels. And yeah. haha, you lost. Yeah. But at this point, nobody really knew 
what was going to happen. People thought that the Germans were going to win. They were going to advance. Like, everyone felt very defeated. Well, and this is 41, so it's still kind of early on. But even, I mean, that for us, it's the start. Yeah, because you fucking... We're not even involved officially. Yeah, yeah. We're well, sending supplies and other things. Yeah, but it is until I mean, December. Right, you're right. Yeah, December. That we officially then get into the fray. The Japanese made quite the mistake, and they knew too. They're like, "This is going to be bad, but we have to do this." Even in their minds, they did. Pearl Harbor in the movie. He's like, "I fear we're waking a sleeping giant," which is also a great World War II flick. Oh, oh my is. god, we I mean, <laughs> we can get so sidetracked. It's romanticized, <laughs> but it looks. But beautiful. it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah but at this yeah at this point america was not involved yet but the european continent and the uk and all of their colonies had been involved been for a very long fucked time for been plenty of years yeah fucked well over. the last their yeah, asses handed three years them. yeah so so that's where we're at <laughs> to so set a historical context rabbit to never back. <laughs> yeah so at this, that point and i I really think the actress who plays Nancy does a wonderful job of bringing that background heaviness yeah. of just a person who, on it's a been personal living through level, this. and on a larger meta, like, citizenship level, mm-hmm. has just been going through a lot. Yeah. And she's surviving the only way she knows how. Yeah. She tells the doctor, at some point, I think, in this scene, something along the lines of, like... Or maybe I think it's later on, but when he basically is like, these are aliens and this is why this has happened. And she's like, you know what? Bombs have been falling from the sky and shit's been fucking nuts. I'll believe just about anything. She talks to Rose about that. Oh, is it Rose? Okay. When she gets with Rose and she's like, you're not from here. What's up with you? Yeah. Rose says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Oh, right. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Look at this world right now. Look at where we are. Yeah. I will believe anything. Yeah. Except that we have a future. And that is so heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. She's like, I, Brad I can believe that you're an alien. I can believe all of this, but I cannot believe that there is any world outside of where we are right now. It's true. Goosebumps They're... devastating. Yeah. And that goes back to the point we were saying is like, everybody is resolved to, this is fucked. The Germans are winning, you know, but this is 1941. Like do? there's still a few years before the tides turn. And there's a lot of it's before 45. Years. For everyone. Oh my god. For for everybody, war is hell. Hell. Horrendous. And generational trauma transported through the. I can't. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I can't even. Because you're also reading all the I know. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Okay. The title alone is breaking. (laughs) No. All right. I'm getting emotional. Doctor, 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 doctor. So the doctor is talking to our doctor is talking to the doctor, the house on the hill doctor. Yeah, and finding it's an infirmary. The house on the hill is an infirmary, and there's tons of bodies laying in in beds, infirmary beds. Yeah, and they're they're like adults, I think mostly, Mm -hmm. and they have right the same injury. So they all have the gas mask Mm -hmm. face. And then, like you were saying, interest, interestingly enough, they all have the same it's like injury on their hand. Yeah. Right? Because Castle on the Hill doctor says, "What? you're also a doctor. What do you see? What's your analysis? And that's when our doctor goes and looks at them and says, massive head trauma to the side, 
scar on the hand, gas mask fused to the face. Yeah. And they all have the exact... There's bruises, there's burns. Same injury. Mm-hmm. And this doctor, the doctor of the fucking house on Hotel, whatever, <laughs> the infirmary <laughs> doctor, is, like, his demeanor is he is resigned to this. Like, he's at a loss. He's in this chair, kind of slumped. I feel like he's drinking whiskey or something. Like, he's just very, like, this is what it is. What the fuck? I don't know. Like, he's just, like, I'm caring for these people, but I... Well, he's, he's also sick, and he knows that it's only a matter of time true. Because before whatever yeah. happens. To he's all resigned of them to his fate. Happens to him exactly. Yeah. Also, another phenomenal cast. Yeah, and like side character. Yeah, that just makes the episode. He it does. Yeah, because this is where you start to find it all out, and he, yeah, just his demeanor and the way that he is just resolved to his situation accepting of his fate and he has one it of the most says a lot lines outside of nancy because when they're talking and our doctor is just shooting the shit with him and the doctor the other one says before this war i was a father and a grandfather now i am neither uh, shut the fuck uh, up <laughs> Every time I'm like, okay, so here's my heart. Yep. I'll just rip it just out. Throw it up out onto the table. It's right here. And our doctor relates to that yeah. because the same thing happens to him. Yeah. He was a father and a grandfather, and he's none of those anymore. And so they instantly have that respect and shared experience mm-hmm. of people who have lost everything but are still going to help in any way they can yeah because that doctor says i'm still trudging along yep you know i don't there's nothing else i can do yeah because he says i'm dying i just haven't found the time (laughs) oh that's fantastic yeah hasn't found the time to do so this is dr constantine that's his name i forgot which is interesting but and he tells the doctor well after he's looking before he looks him over like don't touch the flesh Mm -hmm. so we hear that again like don't don't he touch the them. full backstory of this child was brought in and he had these injuries. And then a couple hours later, all of the people who initially treated him, mm-hmm. the same thing happened to them. By the next day, everybody in the hospital, yeah. the same thing has happened to them. He calls it physical injuries as plague, mm-hmm. which is a fucking nuts concept. Yeah, That's the next whatever the last of us or whatever like that's the next horror tv show of apocalypse like yeah that's nuts and then the doctor says so they're all dead no they're not no they look they're not dead dead, but they're not yeah well we don't know i don't know what's happening except he does say i think that it appears to be spreading faster and then oh god and then it's changing and that is horrifying. Well, before he does, though, they all shoot up in bed. Yeah. Fuck that. And the doctor's like, ah! and he's like, they're harmless. They're fine. They just like do this. And then he coughs because they're reacting. Yeah. I think ultimately- to like the spreading of it to him or no, I think they're reacting to the doctor. That's okay. what I always got. That makes sense. So yeah. They're reacting to him asking questions and his presence being there. Yeah, that or makes maybe sense. it's because the child is coming back. Yeah. 
I don't know. Because Constantine is talking about Nancy's brother and that she knows more than she's saying. Maybe and that's what they're reacting. I don't they're know. reacting to the mention of Nancy. Yeah. I don't know. But they all just, they shoot up in bed and it's creepy. And the doctors, our doctor's on edge, but Constantine says, like, they're harmless. They just sit there, but they don't die. And then he starts, yeah, he's talking about Nancy and, and then he, he, he succumbs to the physical injuries as plagues. So bizarre. His face turning into the gas. That is the, that is the most jarring of these episodes and we'll see it again with the soldier. But yeah, the, I mean, the, you know, what, I, what is this? 2005 still, mm-hmm. whatever. Like the graphics are really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, and you, they don't hide anything. Like they show human face with a like the, it, the gas mask starts coming Comes out of the mouth. mouth, like out of his open mouth. And then it just Yeesh. grows and transforms and it's fucking jarring. And then he's, when the clue is when they start asking, are you my mommy? Yeah, they're no. it's done. It's done. So fuck you. No. And it, you know, as he sat there and he like looks at the injury on his hand and knows that it's like coming, it's coming, coming. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So now the doctor's Mummy. there, but this is when he, Rose and Jack finally meet up with him at this point, right? Yes. Yep. They meet up in the infirmary finally, and that yeah, and that's that's basically the end of the well, the I mean. Kind of the end of episode one. Yeah. All of them start ganging up on them and saying, oh, Yeah. Are but Jack, mommy? Jack at this point admits what he's done, which is that the Chula worship was, he was baiting them to but see, like, real. and he didn't even know, like, them. He just, that somebody, yeah. that, you know, would show up to be. They go to the room. The Dr. Constantine says, Go upstairs, go to the top floor. That's right. where, we, where we originally kept the child. Right. So they get up there. The room is ripped apart. And yeah. that's when the attack is coming. They start to panic. And as the doctor grills Jack, that's when Jack is like, it was, it was space junk. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. He didn't know I'm that this con- was happening. Like, I'm you. Yeah. But he, he sent it down to the earth mm-hmm. to bait whoever would purchase, like some other space person yeah. that would purchase it and didn't realize that the nanogenes were in it and what would happen. Cause he thinks like I put it in Bombfield, Nothing else was around there. Nobody was living. Yeah. Basically like I saw this shit floating. I knew I could make a buck. Yep. I threw it into what I thought it was, was already a war zone. And a war zone. Yeah. Not a big deal, easy know. clean. And then the doctor is like, Well, you seriously fucked up. Yeah. It wasn't empty. And human a, DNA is now being rewritten. Were already there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it, yeah, it ends, that episode ends with the, the gas mask people actually up out of bed, like converging on the doctor mm-hmm. and Rose and Jack. Curtain. <laughs> End scene. End scene. Intermission. <laughs> Intermission. But I love it immediately comes back. We're thrown right back into the action. Yep. Yeah. It starts with, yeah, they're the still being converged upon. The doctor is brilliant when nobody knows what to do. He's so fucking clever and outside of the box. And he says, go to your room. Oh my God. Yeah. And they all stop. He's like, well, this is a kid. I mean, his it's, reasoning is like, this is a kid, right? Yeah. A kid's going to respond to an authority figure or a parent. Being in trouble. Scolding them. Yeah. So he says, I'm very cross. Go to your room. <laughs> and it fucking works. And it works. Yeah. Well, sort of. 
I mean, it works. Yeah, it gets them out of immediate danger. <laughs> brings for it brings the main one, yeah, right to them because they're they go to his room and then he goes to his room. The doctor jokes. He says, "I'm really glad that worked. Those would have been terrible last words." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jack's still on the on the uh, I don't know in the hot chair. Whatever he still is. Whatever they say. Yeah, the doctor's pissed at him. Because he fucked everything up. He didn't mean to, but also, you know, he's being a con artist and it went wrong. And he, like, potentially put the entire, the entirety of humanity at risk. Which is what the doctor is always fighting to defend. So he's pissed. Like, in this case, it's funny. Like, Jack Jack is actually the bad guy. Like, if you look at it, Jack is the bad guy He's the in He started all of this. He did. He didn't mean to. His intentions were not honorable, but they weren't, like, evil. But, yeah, in the end, he's the bad guy because the nanogenes aren't the evil. They're trying to repair devastated humanity. And their first interaction with humanity is boy in a gas mask with these injuries. And so they think that this is what humans are. So then they spread this, quote, unquote, repair of people that have been injured in the Blitz. And they repair them as a boy with these injuries in a gas mask, not knowing. Yeah. So none of it. It's all very... um, None of it's very ill-intentioned, you know? Like, no. Jack was trying to make a buck. He's a con artist. But he was not... He does not... He doesn't do horrible things, you know? He's not evil. And the nanogenes are just doing what they're programmed for, which is to heal. Like, their intentions are honorable. Yeah. But they just don't know because they're robots. Because <laughs> they're robots. <laughs> they're robots. And it's also, again, that classic example of things can go wrong even when people are not intentionally trying to make them go wrong. Yeah. It's a comedy of errors. Right. Yeah. It's, no it's actually really interesting. No villain. No. But through Jack just wanting to hawk some space junk yeah he starts like you said this massive chain reaction but it's interesting like this episode like it says very jarring there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens but nobody yeah there's not like a central villain Mm -mm. jack is arguably the villain but not not by intention it's it's interesting because i mean oftentimes as in classic like sci-fi there's like an evil alien that's trying to fuck up the earth and they're being targeted on purpose and all this stuff and in this case it's not the case, but shit's still really fucked up. Shit's super fucked up. <laughs> or you think well, the villain is Jamie, but that's not really fair either. He's just a victim. Yeah. Jamie being the little boy with the gas mask face, who's super fucking creepy. Anytime you get a child in like a horror, it's fucking creepy. Always. Yeah. Creepy child. Creepy child. It's the same thing. It's a classic trope. I loved when Jack pulls out the sonic blaster. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Whole interaction. Uh, it's a fucking. It up. Sonic it's Blaster, like a penis measuring game. Fifty fourth century weapons factory at Villain Guard, and then Captain Jack says, "You've been to the factories," and the Doctor says, "Once." Mm. So then Jack, well, they're gone now. Destroyed main reactor went critical, vaporized the lot, and then the Doctor says, "Like I said, once." I said. There's a banana grove there now. <laughs> Bananas are good. Which is again Oops. David Tennant in the. Uh, Girl in the Fireplace episode. Oh, man, yeah. Where he goes back to see Madame de Pompadour. Yeah, that's a great he one. Those party That shit's says, creepy face, too. I invented the banana colada. Bananas are good. Oh, my and God. I love that carry out. And There's so many little, the like, doctor, tidbits like that that, cro- that 
you know, tie things in to his time travel. When they're trying to escape the room, Jack goes to grab the gun and it's a banana and the doctor (laughs) switched them. He's like, yeah, now I have it because the doctor hates guns. What you get, bro? Famously. Yeah. Which is so great. He says, like I, like I said, bananas are good, which is another thing that Matt Smith in the River Song episode did something just hit your face? I don't know. Did I mean, you just get like a bug? By one of my shirts? <laughs> did my was, shirt hurt? Maybe there was a bug. <laughs> but that's a thing that Matt Smith's doctor does in the episode where River regenerates for the first time. Yes. She's going to kill him. Yeah. He switches the gun. They have that. Oh my god! Dance. And that is he some. Switches the gun yeah. with a banana. And that's a huge. And then plot she point switches for it back. Doctor Who. Yeah. He switches it again, oh and then god. he switches it back. I love it. And so that's another hearkening. And <laughs> mind Eccleson's blown. Doctor is the first one to do that. He's like, yes. I'm going to take your gun away from you. I love that's what's gun. so amazing about. I mean, just in general, the whole thing, like the doctor regenerating and all of these different timelines and you get these different great actors, but also like different embodiments of the doctor because it is the doctor all along, right? Whether it's Eccleston or Tennant or Smith or whoever, like whoever it's going to be, but these little tidbits that tie all of their stories together and river song is the best. I you can't even call her a tidbit, but she is the best thing that ties them all together, but she's mostly with Tennant and Smith mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And these little, and if you're not paying attention, because it's, it all happens quick. Like the stories are quick. The doctor speaks quickly and these little just inserts. And if you're not paying attention, you miss them, but it's these amazing little fucking Easter eggs or whatever that tie all the story together. And it's beautiful. And it's only possible with time travel. Mm-hmm. And anytime any time you have time travel involved in whatever these fun universes are it's going to create this whole other element that just like has endless possibilities and yeah. it's fantastic and that's why we love the show and here we are i love it yes that's that's great was, so they're in, glad you pointed that out i think i jumped a little ahead when i brought up the squareness well, we got excited but <laughs> They well, go to, well, they go to the room and they're in the room for a little while and they're playing yeah. those records and the recording of him, of the hospital staff interviewing Jamie. Jamie, who's the little boy. Yeah. Gasmaster After being boy. injured. Yeah. So and they're, they're investigating. Is, are you my mummy? I want my mummy. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, do you know where you are? He's saying, no, you can hear that he's getting more and more animated. And because the doctor is trying to piece together, he's like, okay, well, now I know that Jack, this person also from the future, brought this thing here. Mm-hmm. I'm He's trying to piece together what, what the fuck happened. What is happening? Why is human DNA being rewritten? Yes. Obviously, the space junk is tied in. Obviously, Jamie is tied in. But he doesn't know, doesn't know exactly why, why and how yet. Right. And the, the tape of Constantine interviewing Jamie... Basically, like Constantine realizes that Jamie was inside the quote unquote space junk. Well, not was, Jamie, but his the it. things that yes, okay, and the yes, the nanites, the the things that have become what Jamie now is. Yes, were inside, they and Jamie inside. was next to it, and then the tape runs out. Yes, yeah, and simultaneously, this whole time, Nancy, who went back to the 
the house where they had the dinner to get more food. Now her plot is still continuing. Yeah. Because she was caught. The air raid is officially over. And she gets caught by the owners of the home. And she takes them to task. Oh I my god. Love. Incredible. Yeah. She suffers no fools. And no. I respect the hell out of her. Yeah. She's fantastic. They catch her Tears they that say, fucking guy apart. We're gonna call the police. Which first of all, what the fuck are the cops? She's like, do go right ahead, Brosif. Yeah. Yeah. The cops are gonna come during the middle of the London Blitz. Go fuck yourself. During an air raid during in air raid. during the London Blitz. Yeah. They don't have bigger fish to fry. No. Nobody well, else is, you know, they got nothing else to fucking do. Yeah, nothing to do. Also, <laughs> she has dirt on them because she knows that the only way they could have gotten all of that food and that giant ass roast turkey. Yeah. Well, everyone else is rationing sugar. hard and has little to nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're living you're not eating a full roast turkey, mashed potatoes. With a cake, you're not eating that yeah. type of meal on ration cards. And no. she knows that, because she's been casing the place, mm-hmm. she knows that I have a bunch of stuff. And the only way that they can have a bunch of stuff is if he's getting black market or extra ration coupons from somewhere. Yeah. And she says that the rumor that everyone's going with is that his missus is just having an affair. With the butcher. With the butcher. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And she takes them to task, and, and they're she like, asks for bolt cutters because mm-hmm. she's gonna go. She's gonna go there. She's yeah. gonna go find the doctor and figure out what the fuck's going on and try to help him. Right. And it's yeah, it's amazing because you know, like I said, she looks like a like fifteen at the oldest, thirteen, whatever, and she just like takes this guy down. She's just like, you know what? I'll have none of your bullshit. He's a dick. So he is. Yeah. He's a, and he at the end of it, he's just like, man. okay. Like, you got me. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get you arrested and then sit down and shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. Yeah. It's a very, yes, ma'am. Because they (laughs) both know. They both know that they would be in trouble if she let this slip. So they just give her what she wants. They're just like, okay, you got us. And she's, so now at this point, she's on her way to the blast site, which is next to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the doctor and Rose are still trapped in the room, but Jack has disappeared because his ship summoned him back. It's like an emergency setting that his ship has mm-hmm. that he, like if, if it knows he's in danger, it just like fucking beams him up Scotty. And it's hilarious <laughs> because there's that whole like Star Trek kind of joke running through both episodes, you know, where Rose is, I just want something a bit more Spock. So oh, it's funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah. It just like summons him back to the ship, which is funny because, yeah, it's an emergency he setting for protection, but it ends up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because he's back on the ship and then he gets this like task to to save everyone yeah, by sacrificing himself. So it's capsule. kind of a, yeah, it's kind of ends up being like a, a, um, I don't know. Like a hero moment. A hero moment, yeah. But at first, the doctor thinks that he's Jack's just gonna leave them because yeah, he thinks they just like he was able to just be like, see ya, fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. And then Rose asks about him dancing. Oh, this is the best. Yeah, I the namesake dance. of the episode. Yeah, because he they're talking about the doctor asks like why she likes Jack and like well he dances and the doctor's offended to. Because she, the doctor's offended by the fact that she assumes that he doesn't dance. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Well, the world and then, end if the doctor dances. Yeah, I love that and then one. they dance together. That's great. Well, kind of. There's there's stepping. Yeah, they're shuffling. They do. Yeah, it's, it's not, not as really it's not as romantic, but that's yeah. fine. Because there's always is, yeah. Is Jack is beaming them up. Yeah, he's found a way to get them on board the ship, and they're not even paying attention. Yeah. And this, uh, while they're dancing, the doctor looks at Rose's hands and realizes that, like, the rope that should have burned her, like, her hands are healed. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's just like, oh, no big deal. Jack healed me. And that's kind of a light bulb moment for the doctor to realize. Now he, now he knows what what the fuck's up. Yeah. Yep. And then, well, so then they're on Jack's ship. And the nanogenes are all over the ship. And so they start talking about nanogenes and more light bulb moments ensue. Yeah. Everything's going off. So then they go to the blast site where Nancy also is. She gets caught. Mm-hmm. She's been arrested the, by the soldiers. Yeah. Oh, and she gets handcuffed next to that guy. Oh, man. This is, yeah. Again, another horrifying scene. Which yeah. Is like, Please don't leave me here with him. Because they don't know what's happening. They don't know why this no, gas mask thing is spreading. Yeah. yeah. But she knows the signs. She sees the, the mark on his hand mm-hmm. and knows that he's about to turn. And they're he's both, getting like, that, like, she's handcuffed with him. He's yeah. agitated. Yeah. And he starts mummy mummying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just let me go. She's no. like, it's too late for you. Just let me yeah, go. Sorry, yeah. Good. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, she's begging and it's. But she gets up. Does the doctor... I looked away. Does the doctor get her out of the cuffs? No, she's soothing. She's singing the lullaby to him to keep him calm. And then she gets herself out of the cuffs. I'm pretty um, sure. She's I'm a badass bitch. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to find it in my notes, but... I'm pretty sure that's it. Because he changes. She's scared. And she realizes, I'll. he's a kid. I'll need to just calm him down. I'll sing him a lullaby. Yeah. While she's trying to escape. Because, again, Nancy is a fucking real one. She is. Yeah. She takes care of her shit. This is when the uh, the 51st century guy mm-hmm. <laughs> thing comes mm-hmm. in. Because the three of them get there to the crash site and they realize that Nancy's being held. And so Captain Jack goes to distract the guard by flirting with him. And... Rose and then Rose is like, go. yeah. And he's like, the guard's like, trust me. You're not his type. You're not his type. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> Rose, you have the wrong bits. Okay? <laughs> Your bits are not wanted. He does not want you. Yeah. And so then he goes and flirts and she's like, she's a little confused. And the doctor's just like, he's a first 51st century guy. Sexuality is fluid. And that is exactly how non-straight characters need to be introduced to yeah cool they're non-straight moving on yeah that's what it is this is the future and that's explained what's up yeah that's it (laughs) there it is this isn't a plot device it's just a fact of him right jack will think hot is hot yeah which you know what same bruh yeah same hot is hot and i yeah i love that the doctor's just like what what do you want also a really progressive TV character to have in a major show in 2005. 2005. Yeah. Although this is, 
this is the UK. Right. America. No. If you even do that now in America, people will still freak the fuck out. Yeah. Oh my God. There's too much shit on the internet about all that. Stupid and we can't have nice things. Yeah. Mind your business, okay? (laughs) Yeah. People are not straight. Deal. Sorry. That doesn't make you any less straight. Yeah. That's the the thing. People are scared of what they don't understand and then they get defensive for dumb reasons. No one else's identity impacts you in any way. It's right. just their identity. Go on. Yeah. Continue as you were. Yes. And that's what the doctor says too. He's like, yeah, what up? No big deal. So, and she's, she's totally yeah, fine with it too. It catches like, her off guard. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, okay. Because Jack was flirting with her. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and then oh. she just takes it in stride. Because okay. Rose is amazing. Yeah. And it's she's met on. so many people and aliens and whatever and she's just like oh okay the face of Bo. yeah oh my god which is hilarious which is why really like yeah like captain jack is cool but really like i love the face of Bo, and so this is why i love captain jack because of the whole like story and how it all comes together and how his story interacts with the doctor through all of his wonky timelines and how you find out about like what it is and how it all comes together. That's why I love the face of Bo. And that's mm-hmm. why if I got a Doctor Who tattoo, it would be the face of Bo. That would be so cool. Be cool. Honestly, that'd be a really, I think that really would cool be tattoo. be a fun one. I yeah. Might Just him and his little tank. The face of Bo somewhere. Do in, it. In with your TARDIS. Piece with yeah. the TARDIS. Yeah. Do it. Because I do want to mod the TARDIS tattoo. Yeah. I don't know why I'm pointing to it. Like people who are listening can see. They I mean, can't. I can see but it. Brittany can see. There's a TARDIS on Katie's arm. There it is. There is a <laughs> and room for more. So much more room. This is my Doctor Who arm. Yes. It's going to be. Your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so meanwhile, <laughs> Katie's, Katie's recovering. I don't know why I didn't even make that joke. You before. liked it? It's wonderful. Thank you for that gift. Everyone, you're welcome, world. Um, so yeah, so they rescue Nancy, and then Jack's whole thing is he's still like upset that he is the villain, so he's like determined to show that the space junk is totally fucking harmless and is not like a very not accepting that the nanogenes came out of this. Yeah, he's like a little defensive of his own. Wouldn't you be sure because he's not a villain, like he's a con artist, but he's not a villain. He would have, and so he's like, like Oh my god, this is devastating, and I created this, and it it won't sink in for him. So he's determined to prove that he is not the reason that everything's so fucked. Which a very natural response, also something that when you are told you fucked up in a big way, instead of trying to just deny it, like, Oh my god. That wasn't on purpose. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. I did. I will help fix it now. Yeah. And he does come to that point he does. eventually. He very but much does. like you said, it's a natural progression because he did not have such ill intentions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is really bad. Like, did it? No, I didn't do I this. Didn't do you know? You can see him arguing in himself, too. Of like, right. I had I known that this was going to happened this way i would have never done that yeah because his moral compass was in here i would have never done no his moral compass is true i mean it's fucking kept it in space yeah he's like um i don't know neutral good Mm -hmm. yeah so like he's willing to con people good sometimes (laughs) yeah he's willing to con people but he's not evil he's not out to fuck up humanity like we've seen so yeah um Nancy and Rose are like trying to keep out the 
gas mask people they're repairing barbed wire like shit's just going down around you know everything yeah suing because the nanites now the doctor realizes the nanites are spreading yeah more and more people are morphing right it's like it's spreading like they're fucking zombies and like they're trying to you know protect themselves from the fucking zombie spread like jack said earlier he knows that at this spot a german bomb is going to drop and go off in like now at this point oh minutes. yeah so now we have the ticking clock as so they have part two of... ticking clocks yes <laughs> and this is where nancy and rose have the conversation mm-hmm. about you know she'll believe anything but not that there's a future as bombs are you know germans are dropping bombs and, and people with rose... masked faces are calling for their mummies yeah. and, and that's rose when... is like we're time tra- travelers from the future and i'm from rose is also you win don't tell anybody this, but I'm from London Yeah, in the future. And Nancy says, you're not speaking German. And she says, no, because they don't win. It's going to be okay. Germany doesn't win. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be shitty beforehand, but yeah, there is a life outside of yeah. this. And Nancy really needs that. Nancy oh, my God. Because really she's been resigned to this shitty fate for a while now. And her whole thing is just to, like protect these kids and do the best she can in this shit situation. Plus everything that happened before. I mean, she yeah. was a pregnant teenager Yeah, in the late thirties. And then a war is on. Yeah. Her only thought well before all of this space stuff crossed her path was still really bleak. Yeah. And still like, yeah, life is I'm kind of over do... for you at that point in that, time period at that age to be going through that situation that was not like, a life good life is over yeah yeah you were extremely vulnerable yeah and if anyone found out your reputation your livelihood people wouldn't have rented to you yeah fuck there hell. would have been nothing right so she did what she had to do which is make everyone believe that this is my brother yeah which is an easy story in the middle of a war we yeah can say that our parents died She's, I mean, Boom. she was like 15 years old or something yeah. when she had Jamie and and looked even younger than and that's that. that's the doctor, that's, he figures the, it out and he said, you know. In his final speech, yeah. that's what he says. Like yeah. a teenage girl in the middle of a war who was pregnant and one would have noticed, so you hid. Yeah. So and you then told the child. Look younger than you are. Yeah. That I'm your sister. Yeah. Because the baby doesn't know either. Mm-hmm. So Jamie, this whole time, you Thinks know, that's is looking for his mom because he never had one. Mm-hmm. And that's his whole thing. Well, in the nanites, the doctor says the reason that the nanites are mimicking him, that's the only human copy they have to go off of. Right. And he was already wearing the gas mask. Right. And I think they're asking, are you my mommy? Because it's a minor and they're looking for that medical caretaker to like transfer custody. I feel like there's some part of that too, which is why they'll accept Nancy when she says, yes, I'm your mother. Right. They'll that's... read her as the superior copy. Yeah. The when she finally figure. hugs him, yes. touches him, embraces him. Yeah. And somehow she just kind of know, like this whole time she's been avoiding touching him because she sees that this is how the plague spreads. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. Um, but when she acknowledges I'm your mother, she takes yeah. on that, custodial responsibility right and the nanites will reflect and copy that in order to heal him right because that's their job right so as soon as she 
does admit it's it's also like i mean this is like a physical science thing that's happening but also an emotional yeah like this is her journey she has to admit that she's his mother before this healing can take place to heal jamie that then the nano the nanogenes because of what they are realizes that this is what humans are supposed to be so they heal jamie and then they go around and heal everyone well the doctor sends them off morphs them morphs them and sends them off okay yeah yeah. He says, he's like, you want to see mo- moves, Rose? I'll show you moves. Yeah. And he's, when it finally clicks and Jamie changes and then everyone else starts changing, the hope on the doctor's face, where he's like, please just give me this one day where everybody lives. And everyone does. They do. Everybody lives. But there's still the fucking bomb that's about there's to be dropped that we have to deal with. There's still the London However. and World War II on a it's larger still happening. scale. And happening. Jack knows because he's been here in mm-hmm. the future knows that so this is about to, yeah, to, yeah. to So these have to deal with this. But he, the thing he's getting rid of, he is the bomb. He takes the bomb. Right. Yeah, Jack. Says, get rid of this. Yeah, get rid of it safely as you can. But Jack takes it and knowing. ends up being nowhere. Yeah. He finds out through no. his ship. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the nanogenes are saving everybody. Um, and and Jack is talking to his ship's computer and is like, you know, what what can we do with this? And the ship's computer is basically like 100% probability of death. There's yep. no way out. So he, he enacts emergency protocol 417. Just Which martini. just pours him a martini. <laughs> That's emergency protocol. That's, what I would do. That's like everything's fucked. Last minutes. Here's yeah, and I that's, and, and the song death. and the song. Yeah, he says the last if time I was haven't heard that song. You should definitely listen. Yeah, to it. you'll recognize it. You it's will. Very popular. Yeah, it's also just but lovely. it's beautiful and it's timeless. I prefer the instrumental version instead of the one with words. Okay, but both are good. Yeah. It's timeless, and it, but it also transports you. And it's beautiful. So he's just, he likes, so this is the theme of this episode in a lot of ways. People resign to their fate. Nancy was, and Constantine was, and now Jack is. And this is the last time. So he's sipping a martini and listening to the song. And this is the last time I was sentenced to death. I ordered four hyper vodkas and woke up in bed with both my executioners. Lovely couple. They stayed in touch. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And so, yeah, Jack is resigned to his fate, although he's, you know, he's willing to sacrifice himself to save the world because he is not evil. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. And he finally, this is, you know, obviously prior to this, he's accepted that he caused this. And so this is his way to fix it. This is his redemption Mm -hmm. because he is a hero. And so, yeah, he sips his martini, listens to the song, he reminisces. And then the Doctor and Rose show up, have beamed onto his ship. (laughs) With yeah. the TARDIS. Yeah. TARDIS is gone this whole fucking episode, basically. And then they get onto his ship with the TARDIS. And he says it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> He's the, the TARDIS. Says, it better be. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor dances to the Charleston with Rose. Because the doctor dances. Because the doctor dances. And, yeah. Kind of horrific, jarring episode ends pretty beautifully. It's beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> another a fun tie-in that I liked from this episode because mm-hmm. you know it hits close to home. Oh is yeah, Glenn Miller went to college at CU Boulder. Oh yeah, 
and also was part of the American military in World War II and then went missing in action. Oh, yeah. So the so, fact that they're playing his song, I was like, hey. Yeah. No, that yeah. is a good tie-in. Mm-hmm. And everyone should listen to the song. Everyone should. And go to a themed, any themed party. Themed parties are better than regular parties. Yeah. There, I, I said always it. want. I said it. <laughs> also, Who would? I'll die on that hill. Themed parties are way better than regular parties. I'll die Anything. with you. Any excuse to dress Anything. up is always fun. Yeah. It gets people in more of a festive mood. You get to step outside of yourself. Yeah. That's why the Ren Fair is so much fun. It is. Agreed. Did you think of any Into the Vortex questions? Not like any. Okay. Here's one. What would be your emergency protocol 417? A fucking martini. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. I'm good a with martini what it is. martini and Moonlight Serenade. I would do the exact... If I know That's I'm fair. going out and there is nothing I can do about yeah. it, I'm going to have a really nice drink. Okay. I'm going to listen to a soothing song. I agree. And I'm going to accept that my story is coming to a close. Reminisce and just be good with it. It's the best you can do. And I hope and pray my last words aren't something stupid. <laughs> Those would, would have been be, terrible last words. Last words would probably be some sort of profanity. That's fine. Me too. Some sort of like, oh shit, and then I'm dead. That's fine. More There's been like a lot me. of cool characters that have gone out that way in movies, or maybe probably a lot of real funny characters. Too, have gone out that way. <laughs> I feel like a lot, a lot of last words. Maybe the most common last word is "oops." Oh fuck. <laughs> uh oh. What? Uh, what's your martini? Gin or vodka? Vodka. Unless it's a mixed drink, like a G&T, mm-hmm. with a specific... I don't like juniper piney gins. Mm. If I'm going to do a gin, I like a floral gin. Mm-hmm. And in a martini, not my fave. I prefer it in a v- other gin cocktail. Yeah. That's when I drink gin. I'm doing vodka. I like a dirty, dirty gin martini with blue cheese stuffed olives. See, I do a dirty vodka martini. Hey, we can get along. I'd axe the vermouth in a dirty martini because Mm. no. I'll take it all. Extra dirty. Dirty and dry. (laughs) We got some buffalo blue cheese stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Yeah. All day. We can be friends on this. We can Mm -hmm. enjoy our last martinis. Absolutely. And we will shake hands. (laughs) We will. Yeah, that's my It's been a good run. Everything else the same. Just boom. Vodka, dirty martini, hold the vermouth. Yeah. Would you have the same thing or would you have a different protocol? I'm good with that protocol. I can't think of anything too much better. I mean, that like would be within the realm of what you can allow on a spaceship my first protocol a good drink and a good die. song yeah but but yeah if you like if you're in this situation that jack is in and you're you know resigned to this and it's just you i think a good drink and a good song is a great way to go so speaking of great ways to go this was a lovely time this was i agree it was so much fun to be back <laughs> back in your closet old school back in my closet oh, i love it <laughs> Cheap and free soundproofing. Yeah, it's legit, dude. And dual mics because the mouse on my laptop, which wasn't working for the longest time, yeah. has somehow decided to work again. Oh. I don't know why. Oh. But I appreciate that it's back in action. Yeah, technology coming together for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Speaking of technology, 
where can people find us? Oh God, I haven't done this in a while and I was never very good at it. No, you're going to be great. <laughs> you're going to be great. It's two girls in a TARDIS. Yes. Uh, the Gmail option, if you want to send us your hoostries. Um, <laughs> pics of your Doctor Who tattoos. That would be cool yes, for the theme please. of this episode. Anybody that's got the face of Bo, send that shit over. All the time. Because that's fantastic. Mm. Uh, is that the number two? Damn it. <laughs> No. This is why. <laughs> would you would you feel less stressed if I do it? Do I it. just want to make sure you have equal voice time. You do the one and then by process of elimination, I can do the next one. Okay. <laughs> if folks want to send us Doctor Who fan stories or pictures of their tattoos, partic- not even particularly, just any of them because yeah. we love them, you can send it to two girls and a tardis at gmail.com and that's with T-W-O. That's what I said. The alphabetical spelling. <laughs> is exactly what you said. That's exactly what I said. And if folks want to find us in other means, we are, well, our podcast is on Spotify and mm-hmm. it's on Amazon and any others that are readily available. I just had a hard time posting all of them. So find us, you know, wherever you want. You can also find us on Instagram. Brittany, where can they do that? Two girls, the number two, two girls and a TARDIS on Instagram. Yes. Yes. And will we post? Probably. Yeah. We haven't in a minute, but we will. And feel free to tag us in fun Doctor Who stuff that you find on the internet to our profile. We would appreciate that. That's a great way. So. You know, send us a message. You can send us a message on there, too. Yeah. That's fine. Tell your friends. Tell any fellow Whovians. Spread the word. We love a community. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. And uh, how do we want to sign off on this one? That's me doing the TARDIS noise. Perfect. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. Nothing better.